Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Clint Sterner's Football at Four. All right, uh, Nick Casario, Texas general manager at the Combine. Yesterday was D'Amico Rines. Uh, I mean, he had some football horny clips, no doubt about it. We played those yesterday. Nick Casario speaks to the media today at the NFL Combine, and the way that works is obviously there's a, a press conference setting, all eyes on Nick, the scrum around him, boom, they're asking him questions. And then when he gets off, uh, you know, if, if he so chooses, he stops and talks to some of the local media that does make that trip which is uh which and is a, Nick does it yeah well hell they should him and D'Amico both should they they should spend a, a ton of time with those guys if you're from the city of Houston and you cover the team on a daily basis your ass should be made priority over everybody else nationally period it's the way it should be and so Nick and D'Amico um they both did exactly uh the right thing to do and, and they stop and they and they talk to to Sarge and Aaron there's, there's several people up yeah. there but um uh, that's exactly what they they should do. By the way, Will Kunkel, Fox twenty six, was at uh, spring training with the uh, Astros. Did he make it last Indy week too? when he talked to him in flight on his way to Indy today? We will talk to him tomorrow, Ron. Oh. We'll talk to him tomorrow. Will. Uh, we'll catch up with Will on on what his thoughts were about his his remaining days at spring training with the Astros, as well as as uh, what it, what the combine looks like uh, down there or up there in Indy. Uh, but nonetheless. Clearly, um, the conversations with D'Amico as well as Nick have been uh, draft-centric. A um, lot about CJ, a lot about Will because they had so much so much success in the draft last year. But also, a lot of the conversations, a lot of the questions have been um, about free agency. And, um, you know, t- today, uh, Nick answered several of those questions. But Nick kind of brought up randomly – one player that had a hell of a year, but uh, I don't know. Tell me what you think about about Nick bringing up uh, Nico here. Here's here's G- uh, Texans general manager Nick Casario. Focus on the players that are free agents now, and then once we kind of get through free agency and get a little bit late in the spring, we'll kind of see where we are relative to other opportunities. But I think you all have seen kind of our openness or propensity to have discussions at any point. Spring, training camp, during the season, mid-season, after the season. So we'll see how it all goes. Is that Nico? That's about Nico. Yeah, he was asked about Nico. He was asked, but he didn't say his name, though, did he? He didn't say, you know, Nick didn't. But Aaron Wilson asked him about Nico Collins, asked him uh, about what they're going to potentially do about extending him. So he was he's asked about Nico in the middle of uh, a free agency conversation. And, and uh, at the end of the day, Nick sounded like there's a potential to get Nico, a contract done with Nico, um, potentially. And on his side, sooner rather than later. And his side, he's open to do it at any point. Which after after a monster season, Ron, I mean, it, look, I mean, it, it makes sense that Nico's people would want 
would want to get a deal done, and it would make sense that the Texans would want to get a deal done. Um, the key is, is or, or, or I guess the, the the bigger point is, is I, I think the Texans would love to get a team-friendly deal done, and I would imagine Nico would like to get a monster deal uh, done, and, and, and I think it's going to be hard to get to that point, or at least it's hard to get to that point for me. I, I know I, it seems like the text line, Twitter, Twitch, all of that, it seems like the fan base may be in a little different spot. They 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 may they may want Nico here long term after one monster year. Um, Ron, where where are you at with Nico? Well, I, I'll just say this: uh, Nico Nico has for me not done anything that says, "Yo, I gotta." I'll, let me let me let me pull that back. Not to say he hasn't done anything. He hasn't done enough in his time for me to say I gotta sign him early. Yeah. I've yeah. seen everything that I need to see to feel comfortable to sign a receiver. Because look here, you ain't gonna be in your early twenties in Nico Collins and come off a year where you get thirteen hundred yards and you get eight touchdown passes and you are and you're doing this and catching eighty balls and you're doing this yeah. Where where other guys are going down, and in the playoffs, you are also showing to be because that if you look at it, that Colts game was basically a playoff game. The uh, the game against the Browns clearly was a playoff game, and the Ravens game, he was clearly their best weapon, and at times their only one, their best weapon, and he looked like a one. So you're not going to get a guy coming off a year with those numbers and that production. That's going to give you some kind of discount. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I mean, he, so I just, he just hadn't done enough for me to feel like I gotta, I gotta jump the gun. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with you, Ron. At the end of the day, uh, I need to see more from Nico, but that shouldn't surprise anybody. Hell, I wanted to see more from Lamar Jackson. I wanted to see more from Josh Allen. I, I don't know why. I wanted to see more from Dak Prescott. I wanted to see more from Kyler Murray. So hell yeah, I want to see more. From a, a Nico Collins or anybody in between. Here, here's here, I, I, the digging that I did. I, I mentioned in in the tease, the digging that I did. I wanted to look back, Ron, at at wide receivers that had a monster year and then tailed off, right? Because here's here's the truth of the matter. Here, here's the truth of the matter. I, I got a list down here that, that that'll help you out. I, the the at, at the if you start looking back over the years of the regular season um, receiving leaders in the league, look, you've got your usual suspects, right? I mean, you've got you got Devontae Adams, you got Mike Evans, you, you got you got guys that just year over year, Justin Jefferson now, Jamar Chase jumps in there, right? You got these guys that year over year, Tyreek Hill is in there. Uh, year over year, these guys are, are going to be in that thousand plus yard range in the top ten to fifteen in the league, and they're your usual suspects, right? But what I wanted to do was I wanted to go back and I wanted to check. Okay, I'm looking for guys that had a monster year. Whether they got paid or not is irrelevant. They had a monster year, and then I've got enough. I've got enough time has elapsed since then to to know that they fell off um, afterwards. My point, my overall point is, is that one one really good season out of three years is not anywhere near enough for me to feel the need to 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 extend a player and commit overly commit to a player. Ron, I, I got a few. All right, you gonna, one of them's one of them's pretty familiar to Houston fans. 
Let's go 2019. Devontae Parker. 1,202 yards, nine touchdowns, almost 17 yards per catch. It's his only 1,000-yard season in, a, in a, I believe, what is a nine-year career right now. Did the Patriots give him some money? Patriots gave him he some money. He did it with the Dolphins? Yep, he did yep. it with the Dolphins, yep. Um, 2019, and again, I'm going back into the late teens because I, the, the, I, I need to have four or five years beyond to make the point of, like, did these guys fall off or did they have success? Kenny Galladay, he went out there 1,200 yards damn near, 11 touchdowns, 18 yards per catch in 2019. Hadn't sniffed a thousand yards the three years since. Right? You look up and you go, all right, let's go to 2015. Allen Robinson. And, and, and this is 2015. I'm going way back. 2015 was his second year in the league. Over 1,400 yards receiving, 14 touchdowns, 17 and a half yards per catch. Over a 10 year career, Ron, including that year. He's had three 1,000-yard seasons. Ooh, and the Lions paid him that big that big money. I remember that. Or the Giants paid him the, that big money. The Bears the Bears is where Kenny? he was. I'm, no, I'm talking about Allen Robinson. Oh, Allen Robinson. Oh, but Kenny Galladay was the Lions. Yeah, the Lions got him. How about this one? 2018, Robert Woods. Y'all know that name? 1,219 yards, six touchdowns, 14.2 per. That with the Rams? That, that was in 2018 with the Rams. He's had one 1,000-yard since. One 1,000-yard one season since. And and since that year, Ron, he's caught 13 touchdowns in four seasons. Now, one of those, to be fair, one of those I believe was cut short by injury. Um, but but it's, just, it's one of those where that's just a, a, good, a good sample size of, of, of receivers that went out and came out of nowhere, had a monster year. Some of them got paid. Not all of them got paid, but some of them got paid big time. And then you don't sniff a thousand yards again, or you you sniff a thousand yards once every three four years, um, or you you catch thirteen touchdowns over four years. Like I'm telling you, it's not as cut and dry. The the overall point is, it's just not as cut and dry with Nico Collins. Of like, yeah, he had a hellacious year. Let's break him off. Yeah, Nico I, is a one in this league. Yeah, I just don't know. And maybe some are confident with it. I just don't know if, for me personally, when I watch Nico, is Nico like a special one? Or is Nico a, hey man, that guy, he's good and he'll put up, he'll put up productive numbers with a really good system and a really good quarterback. I think he does have a special talent that looks real and that is breaking tackle. I think his run out of the catch looks and feels real, but I I I don't know that I feel like he's can't can't go without. Right. And I think there was probably some thoughts with all of those guys, and now we look at them, and clearly they're they're obviously not. Like there are some guys you look at and you say, boy, that yeah, those are Justin Jefferson can't go without. Like guys yeah. like that. I I'm not saying Nico can't get there and be that. I. I I just don't know how anybody could could be at a point right now and say, I know he can do that. Yeah, and, and the thing is, you, you start looking through the top 10 or 15 receivers in the NFL, and I'm just looking at ESPN, guys. I'm just looking at the, the stat lines, right? And, and and there are a couple of guys that you like, I, I didn't realize that guy consistently had DJ Moore. 
Um, he, he's one that pops up in there multiple times over the last three, four years. I, I don't, I didn't. I mean, I knew he was good, obviously, but I, I didn't realize the numbers that yeah. that he was that he was throwing up. But for the most part, I mean, it's it's the the usual suspects, right? And so you you got to wonder, right? Is is Nico one of these guys that's got? And I've said this a million times. Does he have staying power? What was that a was that a a great year? Absolutely. Is it a year that you can see year over year over year? And it doesn't have to be to the tune of fourteen hundred yards or potentially fifteen hundred yards had he stayed healthy. But just thousand plus yards, you know, eight to ten to twelve touchdowns. Um, is is he that is he that player or not? I'm just not ready uh, to get there. But but we'll see. Because again. There are some guys that that have you know they they arrive. I tell you another one, another one to, to look at. Even though he's probably not getting the love that he deserved, is the the, the kid that was in Atlanta that got caught that got popped for oh, betting. Uh, and Calvin then, Ridley. Calvin Ridley. I mean, he he went for over had a monster year. Then he got then he got suspended, and then he went for a thousand again this year, and he's still you know up in the air. Well, he's a free agent, I, I believe. Up in the air of what is, what's going to happen is Jacksonville going to resign him? They going to let him? They going to let him hit the. I mean, is he going? Is he going to hit the street and go elsewhere? What's what's going to go on there? Uh, and Calvin really is a pretty damn good player. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some there's there's quite a bit more of a sample size with him than than Nico. So we'll see how that how that how that pans out. Red twenty two. Let's let's change games real quick, boys. Have, have y'all have y'all seen this uh, this forty two year old little league coach that's uh, actually actually had a major league baseball workout one. Y'all, y'all heard no, this I hadn't guy heard yet? this. 42 years old. He make a spring training roster? No. Oh. But there's teams legitimately, to my my understanding, legitimately considering it. So this is like the real movie The Rookie. Ron. Dennis Quaid. Dude's 42 years old and bumping 101 off the, off the mound. Good him. What kind of roids he's on. 101. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm kidding. He's a Thank former. You. Look, he, he is a, he is Rob. Cimarano oh, is his oh, name. Cimarano. You know, you know, you know Cimarano. Oh, Simi. Here's here's the interesting thing: is he he was coming out of a, a small school, same time JV was coming out of a small school, and an Oakland A scout. He got drafted by the Oakland A's. Never cracked a major never league baseball anything. lineup. He's been out twelve years, running a baseball academy, coaching little league baseball with his kiddos. And he said, "There's one thing he just can't get off out of his mind. Actually, it's his pops. Can't get." Out of it. He said, "An Oakland A's scout told him, I got three guys on the East Coast. I'm looking at. I don't remember who the first guy was. The second one was Justin Verlander. The third one, oh, Rob Cimarano. And that scout told Rob, Daddy, your son has the livest arm of the bunch." And here JV is winning Cy Youngs at forty one. Picture of the generation, yeah. And he's throwing off the bump in the, in the back in the back uh, backyard after working a hard long, long hard day. And now he's got another shot. He's got he, he has another he shot. has th- he has thrown for one team. They didn't name the team, but he has thrown for one team. And he's drawing interest from others. I mean, apparently it is legit one hundred and one off the bump, and it is moving. There's it movement. Might, to I it. think it might be the team might be the A's. Is it really? I don't know. They're looking for. I mean, they're just trying to fill. Well, I did. I, I did read an article that said that should the A's sign this? So sign this. He, he was an original prospect with the A's. They yeah. drafted him originally. Should they sign him? If there was any team in Major League Baseball that I thought it's if the you A's, told me say, hey, they're going to pull this guy's forty-two years old 
off the streets from teaching. I would have said the age. You got to go look at the video, man. Rob can spin it. Can spin I it. mean, he is, is he is letting is it, it rip, basketball? son. Does he have the hook? Does he have any other? I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't I get off. Sick. I didn't get off in the weeds on the. I know there's movement on, on the fastball, and I'm not talking about moving 101. I'm talking about I'm talking about leaning uh, in on folks and. Oh, so it's a little cut action. Yeah, huh? yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's, it's it's a pretty impressive 101. I'll be honest with you. It's not it, it, like he ain't falling off the bump sideways. He's not. He's not. I mean, he he is in the backyard, but it's not, like it's not just some. It looks like it's legitimate, Ron. Yep. 42, 101, with movement. Speaking of the guy who screwed Rob out of a job in Major League Baseball the first time in his career, we got an update on Justin Verlander. <laughs> <laughs> we got an update on Justin Verlander who screwed Rob. Rob would be in this league if Justin Verlander didn't exist. Uh, he would have been pitching now. Maybe he'd have been Verlander. Maybe he'd have been at the Astros. But an update on JV. We'll let you know that coming up. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Cubley. All right, welcome back into uh, The Drive. As I said, there is an update. An update on Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander, who uh, is uh, the ace, I'd say the ace of this staff right now. This is coming from Chandler Roan and also Joe Espada, the manager. Justin Verlander felt good after his bullpen session yesterday, but Joe Espada said he is not ready to face hitters yet. Espada still isn't ruling him out for opening day, but he acknowledged, obviously, we're running out of days. Does this make you nervous? By nerves. This makes Not you nervous. Not one bit. Make you nervous about JV? I got zero worries, big fella. 713-572-4610. You nervous? YouTube, Twitch. If not being ready, they're running out of days. I'm good as long as Verlander doesn't talk. Verla- Verlander does the opposite of uh of Lance. He makes he scares you a little bit when he talks. He makes it sound worse. Like he he, he he's a uh, uh, yeah, man, just or just Armin. That time he said, boy, just Armin feeling good. You think you'll be ready for opening day? I don't know. Next day he's throwing a bullpen. He's off the mound. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was off. They were talking about he's going to throw on flat ground. He said, throwing some flat ground. My arm's just not feeling. I don't think it should make you nervous because for you, this, this isn't. Like the Astros to me aren't about. And even though I think they're in one of the toughest divisions in baseball. I don't think the Astros, it's like, oh, they have, it is imperative they get off to a great start. Like, it is imperative that they, I I don't think that. And they've got enough guys to cover it. So even if he's not ready, 
for opening day, Clint. I it to me, it's more about hey, take your time and make sure you're good. Like whatever, whatever time, whatever um, routine you need to be on leading up to get you ready. If it's two weeks in, hell, if it's a month in, like I, I'm like I'm good with it because Justin's gonna matter late. Yeah, and that, I, that's what you're gonna need. I mean, I, look, I do think there there is a uh, there is a sense of urgency to getting back. I, I I do believe that. I think this division is significantly better than it's been, uh, and I think it's real. I don't think it's just a threat. I think obviously with the Rangers, it's real. I think with the Mariners, it's real. Yeah. Um, and then there's the A's. Yeah, and then there's the A's and, and the Angels, who Tyler just refuses to believe in. But but that, I just well, I, I got to get with him now. <laughs> yeah fair fair if the angels I, turn it around without otani i mean yeah yeah look i, I just so I, I i say all that to say i think there is a sense of urgency like I, I i do believe he needs to 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 get back sooner rather than later but i agree with you wholeheartedly it's it, it's not it's not of the nature of where you want to push you know a 40 plus year old pitcher in, into action earlier than need be uh ahead of schedule if if um you know if he if he has had a setback, you want to do something ahead of schedule. So, not, I mean, I, look, I, I'm not overly concerned about it. Um, I, I do think this is a different year, though, with the Astros and maybe what we've experienced the last handful of years of where you can somewhat coast, and let's be honest, more more years than not, they've coasted to over 100 wins um, recently. So, um, I, I think those days are behind us, so it, it, it does – it, 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 I'm not concerned, but I but I am aware of. I think the landscape of the division has changed a bit to where the Astros probably need to need to uh, take heed and 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 make sure that they they got guys ready. Yeah, from the text line, who cares about opening day? Take his time and get back for meaningful regular season games and playoffs. Yeah, I'm with it now. If if we start rolling it here and ah uh, yeah. Yeah, he's not gonna be in. He's not gonna be in in May. Uh, June? Did we get to June? Late May or something? That, all right, now now you flirt with a Lance situation. But I don't. I don't think that is the case. Just just don't rush your routine at all at that point. Now I ain't gonna say they they they're good to go without him for about six months or anything or three months or whatever. But I I mean you 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 can roll with Framber and and Christian Javier and Hunter Brown or Keedy in there. JP France possibly in the mix. Like you can roll with uh, with that crew for you know a couple of times through the rotation until he gets himself ready. Yeah, you got plenty of innings eaters. Not I, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not overly uh, again. I'm not overly concerned about it. I, you, you got you got plenty of innings eaters, but no, I'm um, concerned. You don't need to be concerned. That's at all. right. <laughs> that's right. Um, but I, you know the other thing with Verlander too. To your point earlier, he. I mean, Verlander's a guy that'll make you make you, he'll scare the hell out of you, and then throw a bullpen the next day. So it's yeah. it's it, you you really don't know what to expect from from JV. The only time I believed him was when he when he had Tommy John. That was it. Yeah. That that was the only time. And then at that point, they tried to call Chandler a liar. All right. Uh, so uh, that's the latest there. JV felt good after his bullpen session, but not ready to face hitters and um, opening day is it, it appears to be up in the air, as uh, the manager says. Uh, they're running out of days, potentially. All right, uh, Clint, I was talking to uh, old uh, Santiago, uh, who is in for Tyler Milner, kind of talking about, you know, workout stuff. Okay. Chris told me he started his work, his weight loss journey on March 1st. What are you going to do, man? 
Just work out. When is that? I mean, Friday? you're already tall and lean. What the hell are you going to do? Nah, I've gained a lot of weight, man, these past couple months. How, how much do you want to lose? Speak up now. Say what you check. How much do you, <laughs> like you want to lose? About 10, 15, maybe. What do, you, what do you weigh right now? I'm probably about 200, maybe 195. So I want to get to about 180. Oh, man, how tall are you? 6'1 on a good day. Every bit of 6'1 on he a good said day. On a good day. I mean, what do you want? You want to be 6'1, 170? About what? Well, I'll. I want to be fit, you know. I don't yeah. want to. You want to be cut, yeah, fit. yeah. yeah. So you know good, I mean? one seventy five, but cut. Maybe so like, what's the plan? Just um, work out, run. It's, that that plan eat, right there doesn't doesn't that plan right there doesn't fit the the. Uh, I want to be fit. I want I want to I want to get right now. You know, yeah, you need something more down. Like it's got to be pet. Well, I mean, if if you're you gonna if you you're gonna draw if you're gonna draw like like at your age if you're gonna like you're young ass you can still get after it like you got to get after it like you got to get I mean just. Did you see how fast he opened up that grilled cheese the other day? He didn't even wait to sit down. He didn't. He was unwrapping that, that thing and he was dropping his bag off. So you you start March 1st. Correct. Is that yeah. Friday? Yeah, that is Friday. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that means, well, there's another terrible decision. You're going to start on a Friday? I said a Monday. You, you see, Yeah. And so I talked to my girl and I was I, I told her about how you said I should start on Monday. And she she kind of she was like, all right, you should. But do you it. looked at March 1st, the date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you should take it Monday. And then obviously what any person who has started and stopped the weight loss. Now you got to me, you got to either Friday or Monday to just really let it look, let it go. I mean, to really, like, that's why I would give myself Monday. Like, I mean, you got wherever you want to go. You, I mean, whatever the foods that you love, I mean, you got it. I mean, go order a whole pizza and just run through it. Go go get you, go drink you about eight daiquiris. That's maybe me speaking. Like, go go do what you, I remember before I started, the mm. last thing I had was Frenchie's chicken. Yeah. I had a. I'm definitely going to cut down on the, on the soda. Yeah, but but yeah, you might have to cut down, but you you got until Monday to really let it loose. I'm proud of you, man. I am too. But thank you. Get, I mean, cut it loose. If I were you, and I and I knew I had to Friday or Monday, and I think we should just push this to Monday. I, I think so too. I would immediately leave here and go, at least on my way to the house, whatever dinner is going to be had. But I'd, I'd go and bang out me a, maybe a couple of McChickens with cheese. I've been eating uh, had some fries, some peanut butter uh, patties, Girl Scout cookies. I've been running through those. Bang through some sweets, some cookies. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm just proud of you because at your age, it really probably doesn't matter much. To be completely honest with you, it, it doesn't stack. But but if you create some piss poor habits over the next ten years, boy, when you start knocking on forty, and you've already spent ten years creating bad habits, like Italian. Uh, boy, that metabolism slows down a little bit. Ooh, boy, you're going to be in a bad spot. My pants don't feel like they used to. That, that bothered me a lot. Man, I would be that, that'll do it, man. That's new pants I have to buy. Mm-mm. I don't want to waste no more money. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so happy for you for these next five days. Just cut it loose. What, God, you gonna, what are you going to do? I mean, are you, are you going to. I had ground turkey and spinach today. That's what I had for lunch. You. You got the next five days to cut it loose. 713-572-4610, YouTube and Twitch. If you had five days in this city, you had five days before you were going to jump on your weight loss journey, where the hell would you be? Where would you be eating? Where would you do? I would have it mapped out all five of the days. I'd be eating, drinking, all of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> somebody just somebody just texted and said, 
I would go get a big ass bag of Doritos and cheese dip. That's only gonna last you one day. I, I, I think all joking aside, you need to get you a better plan than I'm just gonna work out. I mean, what the hell are you gonna do? You know, chess tries. You know, Monday. Where are you gonna do this at? What's it? What's there's a gym. There's a gym right under my apartment. So all I gotta do is just walk down the stairs. On and Monday, go to the gym. man. I'm, Your I'm, gym apartment. There's one here too. We got a nice one here. Nah, it's cool. Go over to Twin Peaks and just let it ride, man. Oh, I mean, he can't get past. I can't I'm get trying to have a serious it. conversation no, I, I with a man about working Monday. out. You're over here. To, you're I over can't. Here. No, he's got till Monday. Just, this is great because it's going to be hell if he does it right. Now, we've got to get a game plan. It's going to be hell. Coming up, Rockets report. Brandon Scott, and he is hot, hot about these Houston Rockets. We'll discuss that with him coming up next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, it is uh, it is Wednesday. It is 4.40. That means we have our Rockets report. Like I'm, that's one of the things I'm going to demand from Tyler, who has got to be uh, six sheets uh, to the wind. Thank you. I, I usually say three, but I feel like... What, Tyler, Turn it up a notch, man. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler had, is. Tyler had eight-plus old-fashions old and three-plus shots last night. Skeezy, you drinking old-fashions by the pool in the sun in Mexico? I, I love me a good old-fashioned, but not by the pool in Mexico. I, I did find it entertaining how much it bothered you, though. Oh, it, it, uh, it, it bugged yeah, the hell out of me. He real mad about that. Oh, man, how certain things can annoy you that, that seem small, but it's a big deal to you. I mean, we, we've I, just. I love that, that this was your thing or one of your things that you fixated on. Smoking Skeezy. out about it. I can't have the family out there running around the world and going on vacations embarrassing me while they're out there, man. I, I do agree with your point. Like, the beach, tropical, water. That's Margo, That's Margarita Land. That's, you that's Tequila have you, Land. Have you ever? Have serious question. Have you ever sat next to a pool anywhere, but damn sure in Mexico in the middle of the day? And I'm, I'm talking about laying out. I'm not talking about going to a pool bar and, and like a, a club that has a pool in the middle of it or a bar that has a pool. I'm talking about going and hanging out by the pool all day, sun beating on you. And have you ever heard anybody say, "Yeah, let me get an old fashioned"? Only no, only when money and access was an issue, which means I'm not ordering an old fashioned. That that just means I brought whiskey with me or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Like if I'm broke yeah. and all I got that's is a, whiskey, all I got, got is flask. brown. You just gotta, you then gotta, yeah, then that's what we drink it because that's what we got. But I'm assuming Tyler went there with some money in his pocket. Oh, and and, and he's producing. He is really. He's ordering the drinks. Yeah, no, he is if drinking. I, if I get a drink, choice, yeah, it's tequila. He's drinking a lot of whiskey on this trip. That, that is. That I'm is. a whiskey guy. Love me some whiskey. But at the pool, give me a tropical drink. All right, Brandon. Um, all right, Brandon. Uh, let's get to it because I know you, I know you are you're on. I just want to give you the floor. I said it earlier to me last night, and this is the first time they've been on TNT. Uh, I think since Harden uh, last night for me felt a lot of what I saw. They weren't playing hard. I talked about a play where Chet where Chet Holmgren. Shot a fade away from uh, from the free throw line, and uh, and and Alfred Shagoon just stood there, didn't box him out, didn't really do anything, and he ran around Alfie and then put a, had a pit but put back dunk, and they, everybody's just standing there. He shot it. Nobody's in the lane. Nobody goes other rebound. That was just kind of a microcosm of they just weren't playing hard. They yeah. weren't playing hard, which is something that was very different from the start of the season, and then the Jalen Green situation to me was about Udoka and how the players are responding and the decisions that he needs to make. That's what I felt last night. The gap between the young and rising stars around the league, whenever you watch the Rockets play up against them, 
versus the what are supposed to be the young and rising stars of the Rockets is so wide. The gap is so wide that it's disgusting. Like I was texting with a friend about this watching the game last night. I mean, like, man, look, I, I like Jabari Smith, but man, Chet Holmgren is just so much better. I like Alperin Shingoon. I think Chet Holmgren's probably better than him. You know, and and, and Alpy's got more of a body of work to go off of that might be unfair. But if you're just doing the eye test, and certainly Jalen Green is not even like in this conversation no, in not. terms of the the upper echelon, again, rising stars. And, and I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago when I came in here, Ron, and you were like, man, look, I guess I should just give up on the on the whole idea and aspiration of them making it in the play-in. Oh, and I barked at you a little bit. I was like, man, no, don't give up on them expectations. That was the stated expectation. They are a better basketball team, I think unequivocally a better basketball team than they were a year ago. That was their plan. That's where they wanted to be. We should hold them to that standard. And then last night I'm just sitting there kind of having this realization of, hey, this basketball team is just flatly not good enough, and there are a lot of flaws with it. There are a lot of things that you can point to that are wrong with the team, not having enough shooting, not having a a proper interior presence, not being physical enough defensively, especially when it comes to rim protection. But it would be a drastically better team. It would be a team competing for a playing spot if Jalen Green simply was living up to the expectation and the original evaluation of what he was supposed to be. If he was more along the lines of Anywhere close the, the trajectory of what are supposed to be his contemporaries. You look around the league, around the league, Tyrese Halliburton. Jalen Green is not supposed to be on a on a downward trajectory compared to Tyrese Halliburton, who has been in the league longer. Shea Gilders-Alexander, who is a MVP candidate, not supposed to be better than Jalen Green, so is by so much far in a mile. Uh, other other guys around the league, um, Anthony Edwards, Ja Morant when he's, when he's playing, when he's healthy and he's not suspended. Like all of these guys that are younger, a little bit older than Jalen Green, but still younger and on a trajectory of superstardom, you expected him to be along those lines, and he doesn't even look like he is in on that planet. No. What, what is the – like whose feet do you lay this issue at? Yeah, so primarily, primarily on Jalen, just for not being good enough. Like I, I think about it, and Adam Spillane and Kelly, Kelly, uh, Kelly Eco, both guys who cover the the Rockets. Uh, you know, Adam, obviously, our colleague here, my co-host of the H Town Who's podcast, are pointing out how much better Jalen Green is at decision making. Oh hell! But but the issue is whether he's better at decision making or not. We've moved past that. The issue is that he's not good enough in execution. Like, the jump shot, inconsistent. The finishing around the rim and at the basket, inconsistent. Getting to the line, which he did a really good job of last season. It was part of his progression last season. Inconsistent. Doesn't really do it. And so his handle, inconsistent. Loose with his handle. So what do you do with all of these things? At what point do you lay the blame at the feet of the player I have to lay lay the blame at the feet of the player. Now, I think that there's enough blame to go around. You can spread it around. Look at this team and why it's not good enough overall, past and beyond Jalen Green, because you got issues beyond that. That is an Ime Udoka and Rafael Stone problem. That's, that's where the I reason was why the reason why if if Alpern Shingun doesn't have it going that night, and you know you can never really rely on Jalen Green to have it going on a specific night. What is their offensive identity? What do they do well? Ime Udoka is supposed to be in charge of that end game. Him and Raphael Stone together are supposed to be in charge of constructing a roster that looks better than what we've been watching over the yeah. last couple of weeks. He's got to be it, on the hot seat. Got that, that, that's, that's Stone, it. That's where that's yeah. where I was going with it. Like it sounds to me, to hearing you talk, B. Scott, that it, it is it is a lot 
and you, Ron, it's it's a lot deeper than just one player. It's a lot deeper than Jalen Green. I mean, you've had you've you've had some premium draft picks, several of them that have that that you've just flat ass missed. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you you spent a lot of draft capital and a lot of cap space just to just. I mean, to to I mean, I don't even know if it's been much of an improvement. Yeah, well, it's been an improvement, but it's just not good enough. That, that that's my issue. We look at the improvement, both as a team overall and then more specifically on the defensive side, and you can acknowledge that. They have improved. They raised the floor, didn't really do much for the ceiling. Raised the floor, and they are markedly better on the defensive side of the ball. We can acknowledge all of that. But the issue is it ain't good enough. Like the well, And not, you, and you, not you, that it's not just good enough, but, Brandon, it, it doesn't give you any feel that, all right, this is, a, this is the next step to – Boy, we're we're taking the next step up. It it feels like this this may be as good as this thing can get. Yeah, and for me, like I get Udoka is a defensive coach, defensive minded coach, and that's sort of his specialty. And it's good that they are better as a defensive team. But the name of this game is to get buckets. You know what I mean? Like the name of this game is to get buckets, and you have to devise some sort of either through your roster construction or through your actual scheme, you have to devise some sort of offense that looks better than what we've been watching from the Rockets over the last few years and including this year. And it's it's only like a little bit better. And it's only a little bit better because they did sign a couple of players who are a little bit better, and the guys that they have are a year older. But the improvement that they were supposed to make on offense or that you would expect them to make on offense, I think, A, has a lot to do with the fact that Jalen Green has not progressed. But I think the other side of it is that they don't really seem to have much of a plan or identity or idea of what they're doing. Like, for example, we talk about Cam Whitmore coming off the bench. Why are there no Cam Whitmore plays? You see Cam Whitmore getting the game, and he's the same bat out of hell that Jalen Green was as a rookie. It's just exciting and new and, and and fun and promising because you're like, hey, this guy's got skills, but why don't you like do something with this guy? Like there's just there's just not enough of a plan. Yeah. No, I, I I hear you on that. And with that, to me, I you look at it, they've already got more wins than they had last year. And they have been better record rise. And for the most part, especially the start they were. Is the has it a, has this been a success for you, Doka? Is it has this been a successful season, first season with Ime Udoka, even though there's improvements all around the spot. Yeah, I, I think they can spin it that way. <laughs> they can spin it that way because they uh, the things that we talked about, they've improved defensively. They brought in some players that raised their certainly raised their floor. I think Udoka has done a good job of focusing the offense. This is kind of a difficult criticism because I want their offense to be better, but I do like the fact that they've put more of a focus on Shingun, emphasizing Shingun, even though it's kind of a throwback way. It's a throwback way of playing basketball with, with you know, a traditional post player being the, the focal point of your offense. But no, man, I, I don't view it as a, as, a, as a success because of the way that the roster was built. I'm seeing this on the text line, people bringing up, hey, look, they should have signed James Harden this over is, Fred VanVleet. This Van is where the hell we are now. No, now, no. This is where we are now. I'm seeing people on the text. I ignored it. I've seen people no. text a lot of times they should have signed James Harden. Look, I wanted to check the number. And, and people can object to that, and I understand why, but there, there is no basketball explanation for, hey, we're a better team with Fred Van Vliet over James Harden. James Harden is a better player than Fred Van Vliet eight days out of the week. And, and to me, I, I've got a problem with the logic of, hey, because Fr somehow it's addition by subtraction. Because Fred, Fred Van Vliet is a lesser player, 
the Rockets are somehow better off because of it because they don't have to feed this greater player who's selfish and was going to take away from the development of who? Jalen Green? Well, that was still, but that was still the conversation then. Like to me, that was, but that but, was, but, a but, hor- but that's not what was going to happen. He was not going to take away from the development of Jalen Green. No, no more than Fred Van Vliet has. I, I think there is a fair argument that he takes away, maybe not the, the development as you're saying on court, but that's the last person that that I would have wanted in a make or break I, I year that, for Jalen Green. That's the last person I wanted him to be around. Yeah, well, would be James, and I think, and I can make that. that that's a fair. Well, thing, but, ch- cheers to the stability well, of Fred happened. Van Vliet. And Ime Udoka's heavy hand. Because <laughs> that's working out great now, for him. Now, Ime could stop playing him as much. I, 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 like, I'm not even blaming him anymore. This, this, is, this is all – I'm not even blaming Jalen Green anymore. You keep running him out there. There needs to be a change. Clint no, he benches him low. He benches that. I mean, that's where we are. Aaron Holiday is out there getting minutes over Jalen Green. That's he, where we he, are. Well, he still got too many last night. Nate Hinton was getting minutes over him what, before what he did, went back to the G League. B. Scott, what is the thought of, of like – because every time I I turn the TV on, I talk to one of you guys. It's it's yeah, he's he's getting he's not getting as many minutes. What, what why keep starting him? Yeah, well, because I I feel like you could lose him. I feel like well, yeah, I feel like you could lose him if we're you don't. Pat, we and, and, and honestly, we've had this discussion. I've I've already advocated for not starting him anymore. It is it does matter more who finishes the games and who plays more minutes. So I think it's a wash in that kind of way. But I think him starting is purely cosmetic and ego driven. Yeah, last night he played more. He had more minutes than, uh, than, than, than Holiday, than Thompson, than Whitmore. He, he was out there twenty seven minutes. Just he just he just doesn't make winning plays. It is just really really it's frustrating, man. All right, Brandon. Uh, well, we'll we'll see what they do the next time we talk to you coming in. Maybe maybe they go on a little streak here. We knew they were gonna have a tough stretch these first six games. Uh, coming out and 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 boy has it has it been tough. They so got they, they got my blood pressure up and I don't even have blood pressure problems. No, you do. <laughs> I know you don't. All right, that's B Scott every Wednesday at this time. Rockets report coming from him. All right, Nick Casario. He spoke. He spoke on a couple of guys, uh, including one guy. Clint. It's just a no brainer. It is a no brainer in my opinion, that they bring back. We'll discuss that coming up. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.